Welcome to the Full 90 Extra Time Podcast, our weekly look into Seattle Sounders FC, Bundesliga, nerdy soccer culture fan outrage, and an attempt to understand the hottest soccer league not funded by foreign royalty, the MLS. I'm from Mornings on 107.7, and I'm Gregor. He's been on the sideline making stink faces at CenturyLink Field. He's Brandon from the internet. Hi, Brandon. Hi. I want to actually see what my stink face looks if I oldify it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you did a pretty decent job of it earlier today. I gotta say, I, this thing is a lot of fun. Did you see the Brad Evans I sent you? It, it looks literally looks like a cross between my grandfather and Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> <laughs> Mine, I just look like my uncle. <laughs> so, there, you go. there you go. I don't know why I couldn't think of that word for some reason, but anyway. uncle. Yeah, you know, you you're. I think the one that you showed me of your son looks like Elton John. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird it doesn't help that he's wearing like the rainbow striped shirt. He looks like his grandmother, sort of too, on on his uh, on my wife's side. And then I've never thought that my grandmother or that whatever Deb looks like Elton John. So it's it's weird. Anyway, I think we all have an aunt or a grandma that looks like Elton John. So hey, we want to know who your favorite with. Seattle Sounders soccer player is of all time. From uh, Steve Zakawani to probably not, but maybe Kenny Cooper. And hopefully, and hopefully back to Steve Zakawani. Yeah. <laughs> this week, the Sprickensy Deutsch Sounders FC take on these Suckensy Balls, Fartland Timbers, <laughs> in a battle for the Einfach Cup. If you've seen the commercial for whatever bank that is, they have Stefan Fry teaching German for some reason. Uh, and technically, sucking the balls would be uh, lutscht meine Eier, which is suck my eggs. So, <laughs> suck my eggs. Uh, I'll go to the match on, on the weekend and, and bring a two-pole or something that just says suck my eggs. That would be so dope. I wonder how many of the guys on the team are actually German, like none it's like every other league where the I saw I saw like a, a buck wild tweet over the weekend that was somebody saying that in interviews Stephen Fry plays up his German accent. Like like he wants people to think he's more German than he is. He's from That's Swi- the weirdest Sounders conspiracy theory I've ever heard. He's from Switzerland, you assholes. <laughs> like he probably speaks French and Italian too. Like get out of That's so stupid. I, I I know, but the whole the whole point, the whole idea that like Stefan Fry is faking a German accent for interviews is like what Dude, dude, I, I got I, it. He's been hanging out with James Woolard, the stadium announcer, with the <laughs> fake British accent. <laughs> dude, these these Americans love Europeans. <laughs> Einfach. <laughs> Einfach. Anyway, um, well, uh, something to bring up for the pod is that we're not going to talk about the Borussia Dortmund game really at all because I, I just have a just a thought about this match. I think I was going to mention it somewhere else, but um, do you think this is the type of match that they scheduled? Borussia Dortmund was the home of Christian Pulisic, the star U.S. men's national team player, but he got sold to Chelsea like four months ago. Do you think they made this deal and then he got sold and they were like, ah, damn it. Yeah, I was thinking about that because I think that he's the main star power, at least in the United States. Uh, outside, I don't know. Like, There's a bunch of guys that were on a World Cup winning team who aren't anymore because Germany's not... Uh, winning World Cups anymore, but like Christian Pulisic had to be the anchor for like the marketing ploy for that, and then they decided to come. And they're like, um, Marco Royce is is good, huh? Hey, <laughs> is Gutza on the team still? I I don't know. Does that guy still play soccer? <laughs> so anyway, we won't be talking about that match because it's a waste of everyone's times. And unless you were shopping on Prime Day and the Sounders bought some new hamstrings at a at a good price, I wonder if they get a discount for being Seattle. 
Anyway. It'll be it'll be like Tacoma Defiance uh, FC two <laughs> against the the Dortmund. I gotta tell you, I don't think it will be. I think we'll have our stars out there and we'll make some dumb dumb decisions there. Speaking it's just of, gonna make a lot of people angry. Speaking of Prime Day, did you buy anything? I bought nothing. Yeah, yeah. I bought a dog kennel. Ooh, and a new for, for your dog, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Not, not from a kid. Not for Elton John Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Elton John <Jr. laughs> Anyway, um yeah, I bought that and a, a memory card for my camera. Nothing like really that cool, but yeah. my wife had a bunch of stuff in our checkout and I was supposed to pay for it with her card and I'm like so broke and I hit the wrong button and I paid for it out of my bank account and now I'm so sad. <laughs> so <laughs> Amazon really ruined my day. My, my I ruined my day to be fair, but I need a scapegoat and I'm going to I'm going to blame that on Amazon. So this was a subprime day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well that's been, thanks for joining us. The Crystal Pepsi Ball <laughs> Sounders win 27 nothing. <laughs> um Another thought, I'm, I'm looking at the stats, or I was until my computer had to be reset, now I'm mad about that, but um, Raul Rui Diaz is leading the team in a lot of things, right? Yeah. I wonder if he's upset with himself for having chosen shaved head Raul to start the season, because now he doesn't look anything like that, and personally, I think he's much handsomer with his $150 haircuts that he has, so I see that everywhere, and I'm like, that's not the same guy. I, I, there must be some sort of quota because Raul Ruiz Diaz walks into the stadium with hair, and then on well, who also gets subbed into the match late on is a bald, like super bald Saad Abdul Salam. <laughs> okay, so I guess they're just trying to keep the follicle count at a certain ratio or something like that. I don't. It's 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 a it's Moneyball of some sort. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Uh, Moneyballed, if I will. <laughs> Moneyballed. <laughs> Well, I think we're done here. I think our work here is done. I, I've been playing this up on the radio. I have another podcast where it, I'm trying to launch right now where I'm taking all my stuff every day and then adding a little commentary to it. Um, mainly sumo. Whew. We're in week <laughs> I, two now. It's crazy. Hakuho lost, so that means Kakadu is the sole Yokozuna with an undefeated record as of recording. Man. Oh, when you lose, you lose your Yokozuna status? No, 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 no. You can't be demoted from Yokozuna. But it's like there's two Yokozuna, and one of them is undefeated, and the other one is not. And it's like, uh-oh. So he's the prime It's the prime uh, Yokozuna. Yeah, like embarrassing. Yeah. So he lost to like not even like a top-ranking guy. He lost to like a Magashira 4. It was nuts. What a, what a bad tournament for Hakuho making a comeback with a hurt arm, man. So who's the new guy? Or like the the now undefeated uh, Yokozuna uh, that I that I have to stand now that um, I'm no longer a Hakuho fan. Dude, don't do that to don't do that to Hakuho. He's he really is the greatest of all time. I think Uh, I'm writing it to you. His name is Kakaru. Uh, You pronounce R Y U. I mean, we all played Street Fighter, right? That's like Ryu, (laughs) right? Yeah. I guess you pronounce it almost like D O. Like we would say that, like do. Yeah. So it's Kakaru. So we've been saying Ryu wrong this whole time. But it should be Ken and Ju. Or something oh. like that. And I didn't know that until I like they explained yeah, it on NHK for me, which is really nice of them. I messed so. up now. Yeah, yeah, your whole life has changed because of this. <laughs> anyway, Seattle Sounders FC welcomed Atlanta United to or excuse me, Mylanta United as I started calling them to uh the Seattle Century Link field. <laughs> and boy did they put on a performance worthy of all those big names that we've forgotten over the last uh over the last few months of them being absent from Seattle. It's been two months since we've seen people like Jordan. Longer than that for Jordan Morris because he was hurt. 
Like I didn't believe when like the Sounders put out the the starting lineup. I I couldn't. Rem- I don't remember the last time I felt so confident in a lineup. I, it, and to see it and not just like hold my head and be like, what are we doing? What are we going to do? The lineup came out and I was like, yeah, yeah, that looks right. It's weird because it's like I never realized how important my feeling for any match was if you said Christian rolled on. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, I rolled on. It's Vincent in the middle. Ah, that's good. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, like, yeah we're okay. Yeah, we'll okay, great. That'll be that'll be fine. And yeah. then like Rui Diaz, I've been yelling about this all season. Pass the ball to Rui Diaz. The guy is so good. And then obviously that all came true when you added some more depth to the team there. So a two- I think they they heard you because like the entire match, I I was just noticing how much deeper uh, he was coming to get involved in the play. Uh, he he really was dropping weight because he's he's your typical. I love that Steve Zakawani every chance he gets to say it does say Fox in the box. It's just like. <laughs> Just Steve Zakawani loves saying "box in the box," and so I love saying it now because Steve loves it. Um, did, did he also say "buck wild"? Because uh, before we <laughs> recorded the pod, you said it three times and then once in recording so far. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, yeah. He he does love saying that. Uh, brand brand the buck wild is is my <laughs> new moniker. Oh, good. <laughs> um, no, but uh, so like typically, what Steve is trying to say is that um, Raul Rudiaz is 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 a guy who's going to be crashing the box and and scoring from close range and, and kind of cleaning up whatever balls end up in the in the 18 and in the six and instead you you have him dropping you know 20 30 yards deeper than usual and and actually getting involved in the link up play a little bit like um, old school Obafemi Martins and uh, and Clint Dempsey link up play where it would, it would happen and it would build out of somewhere like 20 30 yards out and then you would just link up all the way to the goal so it, it was it's when you say get get Raul Ruiz more touches, uh, that's one way to do it, and they definitely did. Do you, yes or no, are you into the nickname The Flea? <laughs> I I heard that on the, on the, um, on the broadcast and I thought they were calling him the cleat <laughs> which I did not understand and I've never uh, I didn't hear like the explanation behind the flea so no I'm not into it but only because I don't understand I think it's because he's so quick to be able to move around like fleas jump around real quickly and so yeah. it's hard to contain them because they get away because they are so rapid yeah uh, you have a dog now enjoy fleas because that happens <laughs> so uh, but also the, I associate flea with negative because of the thing I just said so I don't know if I'm into it or not I'm going to say maybe, maybe they just mean that maybe Raul Ruiz is just like super good at bass guitar. Maybe no, maybe that's why he shaved his head. He had it. Yeah, head he's trying to look like Flea. Oh, I was going, I was going <laughs> lice, but yeah, yeah, that's you're probably is that. Maybe that's why they call Flea Flea. Yeah, that's got to be because he it. had fleas. Yeah, total head lice. Flea uh, playing bass. They <laughs> the bass frequency kills them. So that's really that's, that's really that's good, what it so. is. A uh, big a big victory though, man. Nico Ladero looked like he was out of his mind. He was all to talk about moving all over the pitch, jumping place to place. Nico Ladero was everywhere. But you could say that about a lot of people. Harry Ship was involved. That guy put in, I don't know, he was swabbing the deck the whole, oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> the whole match. I mean, uh, I you know, the uh, first goal, okay, we'll get to this in a second, why the goals were so difficult for me. But the first goal scored in the second half, the place goes crazy, everything's exciting. And then Josef Martinez immediately puts an unmarked header right into the corner, like, you know, like a striker does on a set piece. How our top? Yeah, I get it. Kelvin Leerdam couldn't keep up with him, and in, in defense, there that's because Kelvin Leerdam, our second highest scoring player on the team, is now a Roman Torres forward. <laughs> so his defense he's letting is it go slipping. to his head. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, or in this case, to Joseph Martinez's head. But then, within moments, Harry Ship proved that he's the new Joseph Martinez of Seattle, scoring from his head, making it look like he does that every day. It was a great headed goal too. Um, great cross, great awareness. It came across, and he like put it down towards the ground, hard for the keeper to track. I have to apologize to the boat because uh, <laughs> when we the whole first half, I I was every time he touched the ball, I I, I was looking and um, complaining to no one in particular at the bar next to me that uh, that he's taking too long on the ball. He was spending too he much was. time like trying to decide. So the entire first half, I was like, well, he is having a rough match. Like there were multiple opportunities where I'm like, if, if uh, Alfonso Acampo Chavez is in, if, if Daniel Leva has that ball instead, these kids are 16 and 17 that they're going to finish that goal. Harry ship is just spending way too much time with the ball at his feet. And I put out a couple of tweets from uh, at full 90 extra time on Twitter. Go give us a follow, except for the fact that I put out the tweets criticizing him. And then he goes and scores the match winning uh goal and like what a header he placed it in the perfect spot headed it into the ground got it um just at such a weird angle that if you're a goalkeeper if you're a defender you. you can't really read that yeah they teach you to do that to get it down to make it hard on the keeper to drop like that that's crazy you read a bounce off of that off of the header too it was, it was it was a crazy goal and um definitely shut me up shout outs to stadium pa announcer james woolard second mention of the pod nicely done for dropping an airy into the uh, into the goal celebration, there he says the first name. The crowd responds with the last around the office today, here at uh, at the intercom. Um, there was uh, people discussing how when you say Raúl, the crowd has to say Rui Diaz, and it's too many syllables. And so, do you break protocol and say Raúl? Or no, excuse me. Do you break protocol and say Rui? And then the crowd goes Diaz. Could you could you get away with that, or do you have to like make them have a mouthful? I think, uh, and no offense to James, uh, but I think that when this happens, it should break out into the same thing that happened when we had Raul Ibanez playing for the Mariners. Is that the entire uh, crowd just breaks into a Raul? But that's Raul Ibanez's thing. So do you share that? I think so. It's it's a Seattle Raul. Thing. I, someone will know this, and they'll be mad at me for not knowing it. But there's a player out there whose goal celebration he'd run around and they would hold a one finger up to his lips to get everyone to quiet down, and then he did something in a foreign language where he'd like throw his arms around and they would like ah da 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 and it, like he got the whole stadium to celebrate with him, but first brought everyone to silence. Are you sure? Are you not thinking of like WWE? It, it, this sounds like WWE. I know you're making fun of me right now, but it really does play like that. It's pretty incredible. Oh, I mean, it sounds badass, and like that's it's it's funny to joke about because that sounds just like a professional wrestler like having a gimmick, and it sounds awesome. So we need somebody in MLS that can pull that off. Now, Seattle Times article was highlighting what Stefan Fry is already looking five years into the future about what his career is going to be as an artist, setting up a art space and being able to have like a, what do you call that when you like a gallery. Studio? and studio yeah, and stuff yeah. that's really cool um but they mentioned that he's the he's third in the league for goalkeepers and they mentioned the stats and i was like that must mean he's first for keeper of the year <laughs> every other year when he's killing it at the top of every at the top of every single stat table uh he he gets overlooked for goalkeeper of the year so this year he's mailing it in and he's going to be a shoe in for the award <laughs> <laughs> i gotta also ask one more question about old airy ship um Watching him out there running around, and he's just like, he doesn't emote much except to give the little like, yeah, I just scored, hooray, one finger up on each hand, hooray. That's like kind of like Harry Ship. He's just like, he's just kind of like a calm looking dude. 
um, stoic, I think is the word. But then I caught him a couple times and I had to go back and check again and again. I've like went back and rewatched the match and I was like, hold on. He's the Charlie Day from <laughs> It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia of Seattle Sounders FC. Like if you take another look, he looks like Charlie Day. Or at least of that gang. And then I start wondering, well, which one's Dennis and which one's D and which one, most importantly, is Frank? <laughs> and I don't know which one that Maybe Torres? <laughs> yeah, the biggest boy. <laughs> I, I mean, Harry Ship does wear the rave green, so he's re- green man. <laughs> also, one quick note. F*** you, Deb. All right. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> That brings us to the most important player for Seattle. It's the Boat Stuff Man of the Match. Uh, it's the Boat Stuff Man of the Match, Harry Ship. Ah, Boat Stuff for when the regular stuff isn't working. Ask for Boat Stuff, not to be confused with Butt Stuff. We'll get into the Raul Diaz goal for sure. We'll talk about that. Uh, but I think that Harry Ship with the match winner, I think to have the resilience after having like a really bad first half to come through and like play well in the second half and score, that's why he's my man of the match at least. I think that he put in a ton of hustle out there. He just didn't maybe make decisions fast enough, but he was certainly really influential in the game. I agree with you. I think that's cool. Uh, Rui Diaz had a big match. It's hard to deny that he was all over the place and making things happen. And then... I guess even the central defense, even though Torres, I like a couple times caught him significantly off. Um, I caught him significantly not marking Josef Martinez, which is a huge mistake. Somehow they kept uh, Martinez was not playing in an advanced position. Taylor Twelman would not shut up about it, but like um, he wasn't playing very advanced, and that's where he scored all his goals. And so he and Pity Martinez aren't really connecting to do anything except for on one goal that they did, which was clinical and killer. And like uh, Josef Martinez looks over at the bench to be like, "Yeah, that's how you do it, right?" And they were like, "No, no, no. I'm Frank DeBoer. I do it however I want." And so it was, it was crazy. Anyway, enough about him. Is it, is it? Do you think it's funny that in the middle of Frank DeBoer's name is Deb? <laughs> F- Deb. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, great job to Airy Ship something something Seaman. Okay, there we go. <laughs> who's hot? Who's garbage? And who's hot garbage? Let's start with hot. Hot. Stefan Fry with his shirt tucked in. Hot. 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 It has to be the hottest Raúl Diaz's goal. Hot. Now that was. Let me get this straight. That was a trap, a loop. No, no, it was a head, a trap, was, a loop, a shot, right? It was it was chest, head, sombrero, shot. Oh, yeah, I didn't... I think the sombrero thing that you just said is racist, but uh, I didn't see it, so I'll have to go back and look. You know, I looked everywhere on the internet to make sure it wasn't racist, and I don't <laughs> think it is. Dear the internet, is mentioning sombreros with a person who's not from Mexico racist? <laughs> And the internet was like, no, man, go with that. That sounds... Yeah. No, this is the one that isn't racist. Everything else, yeah, pretty racist. But yeah, this no, one but is, yeah. In the context that you said, yeah, that seems pretty pretty okay. All right, so... I think that's, like, legit... If it is racist, like, please tell me. Somebody should tell me because... Okay, hold on. I, real, real quick. I, I, real quick. Yeah. That's racist. <laughs> okay, shoot. Well, then the loop. But somebody on the broadcast, they called it a rainbow, and a bunch of people were like, you can't call that a rainbow. That's stupid. Uh, well, that, that, that's homophobic? dumb because uh, Rainbow takes an arc the same way that that ball kicked up over. You're just yeah. saying, you're just saying sombrero because he's from South America, right? No, that's the move. That's the name of the move. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought you were just yeah. making that up. I retract. I retract my. Uh, I retract my criticism of you. I don't. I, I like I, looked I, it up because I'm like, still not I, comfortable with it. But like, I understand where you're coming from now. Yeah, the the move is called a sombrero. I, that also I, feels as like as far as I know, it's 
That also feels like something out of the WWE for me. So hi, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's uh, it. It was like a, a ridiculous goal. I think so. I put out a tweet from Full Ninety Extra Time saying the top five goals in Sounders history, and I think a lot of them are deba- debatable. There's a few that I think aren't, and I think that this Raul Ruiz Diaz goal oh, has to be you did, undebatable. Did you, did you put from forty yards, Freddie Montero in Portland? I did not do that one because I think the other ones that I did put were better. I know. And this is what I said. At the end of it, I said, this list doesn't even include some bangers. Like, we are spoiled with some ridiculously great goals in Sounders history. This Raul Ruiz Diaz goal jumps to probably the top of my list. Not because it was, like, anything. I mean, it was crazy. It was crazy. It It was a ridiculous piece of skill in traffic. It's something that, like, it reminds you of Obafemi Martins, but but every single touch looked premeditated. It was off of the chest. It was off of his head. He like misses the flying boot of a defender and like flicks it over the head of another defender and on, on a half volley puts it in the net. It was a like astounding goal that is going to be one like one that is remembered by Sounders. Like Atlanta fans were clapping for it. Like of it's, it's it's just amazing goal. Okay, that takes us to garbage. Garbage. Garbage having to miss another game for me, but even worse. Garbage. Midweek international friendlies. Garbage. <laughs> what? You remember when there was that giant break that everyone was on? It feels like <laughs> yes. this is like the worst version of that, even though I thought that that was awful. So garbage to that. Garbage. It's instead of playing, instead of not playing soccer for a really long time against anybody, including MLS opponents, we're going to shove a match against a European side in the middle of a week when you play uh, the defending MLS Cup champions and the defending MLS Cup runner-ups and your bitter rival. Garbage. That it's it's. I get that like. I think if the if the season um, had gone differently, this match wouldn't exist because uh, the Sounders would have played more matches earlier in the season against uh, like Cup of Concacaf Cup Champions League yeah. teams. Yeah. Um, but instead, they fill out the season because as a season ticket holder, you're promised a certain amount of matches, so they got to throw in a friendly in there. But at this point, I mean, there's so much debate over whether or not uh, in friendlies against teams in the middle of your season make their, any sense and i argue yeah, yeah, that they make no sense it's their preseason you're helping europe do things and it's like nice to bring an international profile to the game of soccer but how here's this how about we focus on making the men's national team a good thing and then internationally that'll be famous for us i <laughs> i more appreciate when they and I, these are even kind of corny but when you bring a bunch of teams over here and have them play each other a midweek yeah, game yeah. say between arsenal and dortmund would be kick-ass and I mean, Arsenal's here too. Like, there's a ton of teams Arsenal's in the not states here. right now. Oh, okay. I thought you meant they were here. Yeah. Can, now we say garbage. Garbage about the uh, midweek international friendly. However, Arsenal beat Colorado. Double hot. 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 <laughs> that I, that one's funny too because I think that doesn't Cronky, the owner of uh, Arsenal, also own the Rapids. Garbage. Oh, I didn't know that he owned both of them, but that makes sense that he would prof double profit and neither yeah, team exactly. and neither team would be in any position to win. Moving yeah. on to hot garbage. Hot garbage. Hot. Gar- garbage broke Shay. Oh, man. I feel real bad about that. Here's a couple things about broke Shay. I'll never forget him trotting off backwards, holding his hands to his ears, giving us the bird as he scored after we had been yelling drunkenly at him for like 80 straight minutes. Okay, Like, I appreciate that he got to turn around and be like, screw you guys, and some people perform when the hatred comes down on them the most, but it's the white guy dreadlocks. 
<laughs> now, now, if we're talking about races, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why Kyle Beckerman gets a pass in my book. I know he shaved him or whatever. I don't know why I'm okay with him doing it, and I'm not okay with Breck Shea doing it. There's like probably some sort of uh, I have some sort of bias there, probably because I hate Breck Shea. But to see him foul the crap out of Rui Diaz. And then immediately flop over. I was like, this piece of crap. Yeah. But then I looked at his leg. and No one can confirm this for me, but we were at the match and we sit like field level and he was, you know, 30 yards away from us and his kneecap was not over his knee. They said they uh, came out and said it was a torn ACL or one of those knee things. Yeah. And so, like, but I don't know. I think the kneecap was like, er. And so he might have torn the ACL, but also I looked over and I was like, that is a bull. Oh, no. Oh. Um, and it was real gross. And my wife, who's into that stuff, not like into gross, but like she's like <laughs> into body mechanics. She was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She's like, yeah. Get his oh, other one. He really did his ACL in there, didn't he? Let's oh, tear yeah. his hamstring while we're at it. And then like the Sounders pitch was like, ha we're in. Yeah. I, I think like originally everybody had that same that kind of uh, same reaction as he's fouling a player and going down to try not to get the foul drawn. Yeah. I think the entire stadium was like, oh, f- you, man. And then halfway through, like they're saying f- you, they realized oh this guy's actually hurt like he's immediately calling for the trainers and and that was it you could tell uh for the proximity we were at right away that he was hurt like he was like there's a certain level of acting where you roll a couple times neymar come to seattle sanders (laughs) but this was different um you you feel bad for players like that's why this isn't hot garbage not because breck shea is hot garbage but because i mean he is no no he is definitely hot garbage for sure (laughs) but But you you just you just feel for a player to have this you don't ever wish that somebody's going to have this kind of i don't want anyone getting hurt because if that was my kid out there i would be so upset especially if there was a crowd full of people booing like that would be awful also his mom his mom's a genie and his dad is uh uh, like Bl- Islander, yeah, like a, a Caribbean Islander. Bro. Yeah, oh, then it's okay. Uh, also, hot garbage. Hot garbage. <laughs> Leaving at halftime. <laughs> I, I had a great time taking uh, Space Baby to his first ever Seattle Sounders soccer match, which he hated. Um, <laughs> but it was at it started at one o'clock, and that's what time his nap starts. So by the time you know halftime rolled around two o'clock, he's like past his boiling point, and like. You know, sure, he like loved the straw that we gave him, but at some point that even wore off. And then the ECS guy on the it was like um, too much for him. He was like overwhelmed by that. And so we got up and left. And as we were walking down the main stairs on the north end, that's when the Rui Diaz goal happened. Is the worst part about it? is that Rui Diaz scored his goal and went to your seat. Not like your general area, but specifically your seat to celebrate. So, you know, there's um, there's hyperbole around this. Like, he came right to us or whatever. But if you look at the picture that we posted from halftime, or uh, from, you know, oh, there's my family. Shout-outs to Jose Moreno for taking a photo of my family looking uh, like we're having a great time except for the kid. And if you look at those and compare it to where Rui Diaz runs to to celebrate, it is the same GD place in the stadium. Like, he is there. Everyone's like, oh, my God, that was a great goal. I'm so sweaty. Right where we stand. Like, right there. Like The guy that reaches out and hugs him is the guy actually next to us who had to move over to get that hug in. 
Like that's that. Hey, hey, uh, my boy, I want to take you to your first ever match. We're going to create memorable experiences. You're going to love soccer as much as I do, uh, except I'm going to take you home right before the most memorable thing that could have probably happened to you at your first match. Happened. I think I think it would have scared the crap out of him. But I think the straw was a total win. <laughs> he was just he I, I had this theory when I was listening to your other podcast today that he brought that straw out just to make a joke about how much Atlanta sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that was my I was his mother that did that. So she Shout outs to her. All right, it's the Cascadia Cup. It continues. I don't know what the standings are. Have we updated that? I don't yep. even know. Seattle in second place. That's Vancouver 1 1 and 1. Seattle 1 0 and 1. And Fartland 0 1 and 0. That's nice. The uh, Cascadia Cup action resumes on Sunday, 6.30 at CenturyLink Field. Sounders FC number two on 35 points. Take on the Fartland Timbers at number 10 in the West on 24 points. So what's the history between these clubs besides significant? So for it's it's yeah it's long and storied and this is the hundred and third time that the teams will ever play against each other, which is a lot given that MLS is only like 20 years old. Yeah, exactly. So, the last time the teams played in MLS play was the MLS Cup playoffs. Um, Rui Diaz, as he does, scored a ridiculous goal on that one. It was like that side volley uh, into the corner that tied it up. Um, we don't talk about how the rest of that went because uh, Portland went all the way to the MLS Cup play or the MLS Cup. Um, fortunately, they did lose to Atlanta, but you know whatever. Um, so Portland started this season. They just did this big expansion to their stadium and uh, had to spend like eleven straight matches. The first. 11, yeah, sorry, Fartland uh, had to spend their first 11 matches of the season on the road because their stadium was under construction. So coming back from that, they've been fine lately. However, their 10th in the West standings uh, with only 24 points to show for it is not great. Well, so, so but, but that, that sounds familiar to me. That sounds like uh, the last three seasons of Seattle Sounders FC being terrible in the first half but still making a run when the, when things started getting hot. Hot. And that's exactly what seems to be happening. They're coming off of a, a 2-2 draw against Colorado, so it's like they're not coming to Seattle after a stellar performance. They had a guy get a red card, Julio. Julio. <laughs> Julio, dang. Uh, Julio Cascante was sent off for a really bad foul, and they're going to be you know without one of their starting defenders coming into this match. But they're coming off of a lot of great results recently they they signed a new argentinian dude his name is brian fernandez um he's scored a lot including twice against the sounders in open cup play uh and really when it was the sounders it was like victor rodriguez and the baby sounders defiance fc2 um in tacoma and they did play in tacoma so it'll it'll be interesting they're good like they sit 10th in the west right now and while not great mlssoccer.com has portland as third in their power rankings so they're they're literally playing very very well um and they are looking and showing better than their points have to say for it so while yes they're they're not in playoff position then they're actually like at least two matches outside of playoff position like this win won't catapult them into sixth place or something like that um they're they're rising and they're rising quickly so when you look at this squad i know you just mentioned brian fernandez which is like the 
Uh, he's Argentinian, which squares that away from me. I, just, I think of Brian Schmetzer. I think of like white guy names, and then adding Fernandez, I'm like, yeah, right on, diversity. But uh, the villain for this match, I could easily see Brian Fernandez, uh, new signing. He's been white hot. He's he's got six goals in his last five or in five matches total for the team. He, his like goals per ninety minutes is one point oh eight. So it's the guy scoring a goal um, at the rates that a guy like our Raul Diaz scores. So obviously he's good. I feel like uh, the other villain of this is Keith Costigan. I'm guessing that ESPN will be here covering it, but. Costigan, like a loaned player, you're going to need to sit this one out, buddy. For Costigan, of course, a former Portland Timber. I don't hold that against him except for in these matches. I've grown, uh, to, the, I've grown to, to really appreciate him and like him, and I think he like I think he genuinely cares about this club. To be fair, Steve Zakawani, also a former Portland Timber, and on top of that, little known fact, very first club for Casey Keller was the Portland Timbers. Wow, the entire broadcast team, <laughs> all with ties to the to the Portland Timbers. That's crazy. Uh, how about for a hero? This one's going to be a lot tougher. Obviously, it's easy to say Raul Rui Diaz, but you kind of have a wild card here. I Yeah, I threw in Roman Torres as the potential hero. When you have a villain like Brian Fernandez, who is just putting goals away like it's nobody's business, uh, you have to have a pretty solid center back pairing. And while Kim Ki-hee, it's been a variety of like Kim Ki-hee, uh, Roman Torres, who else started? Who started the last match? Javier Arriaga um, was. Oh, yeah, matches. Arriaga. Yeah. Um, I think that someone between Roman Torres, who has like the veteran leadership on this team, and Javier Arriaga are going to have to step up because they're going to face a pretty quick uh, Portland attack. I think against Atlanta, I, I think Roman got some flack, um, but but I think that he. Uh, he actually played pretty well. Dude, he had a monster save in the second half where he uh, there was a certain opportunity on goal for Atlanta, and he stuck a boot in it and played the ball out that like you had to get it so right because it was in the box, and if you missed and got the guy, it was definitely a PK, and that would have changed the outcome of the game, um, dropped some points or whatever, and he got it just right on a tough like up-close play, so like massive respect for the form that he's finding himself in now. Yeah, and it, and it's coming at a really good time. You lose Chad Marshall. Roman Torres is looking as fit as he was. Remember, like long time ago, got the ACL injury against San Jose, and he was playing really well before that. Yeah, I think that's the type of fitness that he's in right now, and the Sounders are going to need him to say, "Why does well, it take like, until July for that to happen? <laughs> Why does it take until July three years later for that to happen?" Because Roman Torres likes it hot, hot. All right, Brandon, so the big question for me then is where will you be watching on Sunday night at 6.30 p.m.? I'm thinking it's ESPN or here live. Are you going to volunteer to work and get paid the minimum wage to stat keep or something? <laughs> no, uh, I'm going to the stadium to watch the match as a, as a supporter for the first time in a while. Uh, I have a, a, a buddy who is from Portugal who married my wife's best friend, and him and I get along really well. And um, so he's now living in Seattle. And uh, him and I are going to go. He's not been to an MLS match before. And the dude uh, loves uh, sporting uh, CP in Portugal where Freddie Montero played. And we connected so hard on the fact of, that we both loved Freddie Montero for different reasons. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm surprised he's not a Vancouver fan. That's good. <laughs> um, okay, I'll be watching from home on the couch because I have to go to bed immediately after the match is over. <laughs> so, yay, I turned down my ticket. Oh, I feel so stupid. Those are the most fun games. It's okay. They'll probably go celebrate. They'll probably get up into the sand, sit in your seat, and act like you to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I sat down for the first time at a match uh, over the weekend because I had the kid and he wanted to sit on my lap and or his mom's lap. And so we sat down in like the support, not the supporter section, but one over from it. And it's like, you don't do that. And it was felt so good. I'm so tired. And I'm like, oh, all you nerds are standing up in the hot sun and I'm just enjoying myself. Fantastic. TLDL, it's too long. Didn't listen. This is the time where you just suddenly snap back together and you're paying attention for a moment. What was TLDL for this there, Brandon? <laughs> too long, didn't listen. Subprime day. <laughs> Days. That's two of them. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, TLDL. <laughs> Are the Sounders playing their own form of Moneyballed? <laughs> and TLDL, you keep saying boat for Harry Ship. Are you calling them the best of all time or barnacles of all? of all? <laughs> TLDL. Loosh my eye up, Portland. Ha, ha, ha.